Welcome to Sheer Jashub, brought to you by the Church of Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Today we will be continuing the study series by Pastor Greg Scalzo on Heavenly Authority. Pastor has been discussing the superiority of the New Covenant over the Old Testament law with its temple practices, priesthood, and Levitical system, and how this all impacts on the question of authority. Let's rejoin the Sunday Sermon for its conclusion. We understand the Spirit. Under the New Covenant, we're under grace. We're under the freedom of the Spirit. The veil in the temple has been torn down in the middle. We don't abolish the law. The purposes of the law are fading away because we have the reality in Christ. All those rituals and ceremonies are fading away because we have the reality in Christ. But we don't destroy it, we fulfill it. Even as Jesus fulfilled all the symbols that pointed to him. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, now that we're under grace, now that we're in this new contract, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Boldly, with confidence. This is the greatness and the glory the glorious ministry we have in Christ that we can come right into the throne room of heaven because of what Jesus did. Let me reread from Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, confidence to enter the holiest, the holiest of holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This is a reality. It's not a bunch of religious traditions. It's the reality of being in a relationship with God directly through Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, it says, for through him we both, both Jews and Gentiles, have access by one spirit to the Father. We can go in now. We can approach God. We don't need all the coverings. We have the Lord Jesus. We are no longer kept under God, confined by the law, as it says in Galatians 3.23. It does not imprison us. Think for a moment of Adam and Eve's rebellion. What type was it? They could not eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Notice, not just evil, but knowledge of good. And there's different types of rebellion. And one of the subtler types of rebellion is what the enemy said to Eve, you can be like God. And it's a more deadly type of rebellion when people want to be like God. Uh, the older brother of the prodigal son parable. We know the sin of the prodigal son, but the sin of the older son is a little subtler. Look at me, I'm a good boy. I've never rebelled against you, he says to the father, paraphrasing. And yet in his heart he had anger and hatred for his brother. 
He was not like his father. And there's a subtler rebellion for those who want to look good, for those who want to be good. They want to have a form of godliness. Look how good I am. I'm such a good person. And when you have the traditions and teachings of men, it enhances that. It gives the person the opportunity to say, look how good I am. I've kept all these rules and regulations, and yet the person may have no change in their heart whatsoever. And religious traditions and the teachings of men tend to aid in the worship of having a form of godliness, but denying the Lord God, denying the power thereof, denying the Lord Jesus Christ who purchased them. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he said, if I do not wash you, you have no part in me. We have to rely, the gospel tells us we have to rely on God's power, not our own. The word washes our body, but we still have to have Jesus serve us. Jesus save us, because we're not good enough on our own. Peter, you think you're good enough, you think you're not going to deny me, but before the night's over, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. We think we're good enough. Paul, the rabbi on that road to Damascus, he thinks he's good enough. It's a subtler form of rebellion. And in Christianity, legitimate Christian symbols of our sinfulness and the provision of God's salvation in Jesus can be used in a ritual where the person, not recognizing what the ritual means, will say, I've just observed that ritual. Look how good I am. Rather than saying that ritual is telling me I'm not so good, I need to repent, I need the life of Christ. But if these symbols that are in churches are never explained to the people, if the gospel is never preached, even though this, the symbol could be legitimate, the symbols will deteriorate into opportunities for the worshipers to feel good without really coming face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel message and the hills and the mountains will never be brought low. When the rituals, no matter how good they may be, how right they may seem, are not backed up by an explanation of the gospel which they're supposed to point to, the mountains and the hills will never be brought low. And for those who are aware of their sinfulness, for those who have low self-esteem, as opposed to the others who think how great they are, and they're working with these practices and observances to provide works to try to do it and get it right apart from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, they're of no value. It's a vain and empty attempt, and the valleys are not filled in. That person is not lifted up in the right position in Christ Jesus. They're always there trying to self-abase themselves in these works as though somehow they can work their way to God. The mountains are not brought low. The valleys are not filled in. The crooked places are not made straight. It's not the lips. It's not the motions. It's what goes on in the heart. And apart from the born-again experience, apart from the gospel of Christ Jesus... What did Jesus say? These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Teachings as doctrines 
the commandments of men, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. The scripture says in Romans chapter 11 and verse 6, And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. We don't work at it. Jesus worked at it. Our observance is to believe in the one in whom he has sent. That's the work of God. And all the additions of religion over the centuries, the trappings, the rituals, the liturgies, the ceremonies, the buildings, the institutions and hierarchies, all to add layer upon layer to bring the person further and further away from God, takes and makes void the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news about Jesus. The only true rituals which God established in the law were to show us our sin so that we would accept and look to Messiah seeking his life and not ours. But as we saw, the sacrifices could not really clean, rather only their fulfillment and grace that comes from Jesus. And once that point is understood, all the practices are not needed, but rather walking in the spirit of Jesus and his power. As Christians, we have a lot of tools, tools to use in the Lord's service. But these tools are because we're in Christ, not to replace him. No tool we have as a Christian should ever replace Jesus Christ. As Christians, there are only really two ordinances. There's baptism, there's the Lord's Supper. But these ordinances are because we are in Christ and are never, they're not supposed to replace him. And today, even as there are those in Christianity who continue to do as the religious leaders in Jesus' day, by rejecting the message of grace and establishing and following empty works, still we must enter boldly into the throne of grace through the veil of his body, one sacrifice, once for all, without need for bull or sacrifice or festival or ritual or priests or liturgies or structures or buildings or institutions, but only belief in him and his indestructible life. That's our only access into the throne of God. Belief in Jesus Christ and who he is. Hold on to him. Believe in him with all your heart and say, Lord, change me. I'm yours, Lord. Forgive me my sin. I have no access into heaven apart from you. You are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. The person who continues, the Christian who continues in ritual observances and the recognition of intermediates, etc., to show how good they are, has missed the entire point of the authentic Old Testament law. And the person who persists in rituals and mediators because of some low self-worth and recognition of the gap between them and God, thinking that God is somehow pleased by the ritual, that person has missed the entire point of the New Testament teaching of the grace given to us by Jesus. And if that person continues in such works, 
He not only does not please God, he denies the work and sacrifice of God's Son, and he invites the demonic realm to keep him trapped under the old, basic, rudimentary principles of the sad, fallen world. He is as a slave, not knowing Christ has set him free, not knowing the inheritance and the glory, the glory he has in Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God in which we are instructed to walk. Father, we pray this morning that you would help bring clarity to your church, Father, throughout this globe to know the wonder we have in Christ Jesus, to see our face in the mirror clearly, to understand the glory of the new contract. Father God, we don't deny the old. We believe every word is from you. But we know, Father, you gave it to men to point to Christ. Lord God, help those who call on the name of Christ to see the freedom and the liberty and the power and the glory they have in your son Jesus that we would not return under the shadow, but Father, we would grab with both hands the reality we have in your Son, Jesus. In his name we pray this morning. Amen. If you would like to write to us, or you feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. The exit off I-95 is exit 61. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.